episode 218 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing alright. Saturday. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a little been while. while. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've um, uh, been streaming more so, so trying to get stuff of, to work. <laughs> a lot of streaming. Not a lot of like interesting things to talk about in the realm of magic but yeah it's kind of been it's hard not to enjoy set releases at least i mean yeah set releases i mean there there's always something there right exactly even if if it's something you're not like super insane about right i mean it's a sweet set i like coming out oh yeah i'm not i'm just saying in general like yeah Yeah. i'm not i'm uh i'm actually not criticizing all this weeb stuff um yet so yeah <laughs> so um yeah today we're, we're going to take a look at uh kamigawa neon dynasty uh the new kamigawa cyberpunk set so shadowrun and all that <laughs> they've done that which they said they would never do which i mean i yeah i always disagreed with that premise i understand why mm-hmm. They they said they would never come back to Kamigawa, but like, if we're just being honest, like yeah. just because the first time you made it, it wasn't that popular, doesn't mean that going back there is going to be bad. Like, yes, some people might have a preconception that oh, Kamigawa is bad, but here's the deal: most of those people probably don't play Magic anymore. So, but here's the the you know, and Rosewater kind of explained this too, and he talked about Kamigawa. He I mean, he never said it's like we're not going back to Kamigawa because players didn't like it, or because players don't want us to go back. He's like, the reason it's hard to go back is because I need to go to my bosses and say, hey, you know this set that did the like basically the worst of all time and like nobody liked, and it sold poorly and like all this stuff. Yeah, we want to do another set in that world. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> like that's the reason for it for the most part. I just feel like I understand the business side of why. Yeah. I just don't necessarily agree with it. I I I don't know. For for me the failures of Kamigawa were not because it was on Kamigawa. The failures of Kamigawa were d- completely from a design aspect. I mean they were honestly I did not like the world. I mean, I'll be uh, you know, 100% honest, which I'm sure that startles you greatly, right? Yeah, you you shocking. You don't like uh you don't like Japanese stuff. I mean, it just it's just not interesting to me. Like, I don't know, like Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But all right. So here here's the big surprise though, and maybe not as big of a surprise as you think. Um I kind of like this set. Is because it's cyberpunk and not not ancient Japanese. I think that's some of it. I mean, it's still, you know, weeby and all that. But <laughs> it's gonna be super I mean, mean, I guess. But no, cyber, I mean, like cyberpunk but is punk is weeb. Uh, kind of. Like it's like the big thing about like cyberpunk is that. I'm I'm trying to like think how to how to like phrase it now and everything, but like Jap- the the Japanese culture is a part of it, but it is not the identity of it. 
I mean, I'll I'll agree with that. Like, and that's cyberpunk. I'm not necessarily saying you know about Kamigawa or anything, whatever that. Yeah. You know, but like, In, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, this is just a discussion of cyberpunk. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> right but, now. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so it, like it has that cyberpunk enough feel to where it um uh you know it kind of takes some of that like stuff you know some of the stuff that i that is something i don't like and gives me something to like about it and i mean if people like the stuff i don't like that's fine too like i'm not saying like my way is right even though it is like i will say one thing at least from the three pre-releases i've done this set does feel a lot more like I remember the whole thing was the whole premise of this set is the duality between the new and the old, right? Like you yep. have the cyberpunk and then you have the ancient Egyptian stuff. It just it seems like it's a lot more cyberpunky than it. Or sorry, not ancient Egyptian, ancient Japanese. <laughs> sorry, yeah. thinking too much about Yu-Gi-Oh. Apparently, lately, apparently, apparently. <laughs> It's like you have the sagas and stuff, but like a lot of this stuff, even the stuff that is like more referencing old school Kamigawa stuff, even that just feels very cyberpunky a lot of the time. I mean, yeah, and stuff, but like the so when you um, mentioned that the duality is what they were trying to hit, mm-hmm. uh, my mind did not go to. Um, the the storyline. Mine went mechanical. I'm just looking at the yeah. art, like oh, even I'm, I mean the art, yeah. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking anywhere about like okay. mechanics wise. I'm just like the aesthetic of yeah. looking at the set. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you have the you have the shrines which look yep. old Japanesey, and that's kind of like it. Like even most of the samurai have like cybernetics. You know the the new spirit dragons have like floating neon things around them. Yeah, and I mean like they did that, but like even then it's like you have samurai. That's an old thing with something new. Yeah. You know you have you have this and that, and the thing the, the places I see it, I said are mechanical. Um, with I'm I'm grabbing some of my because I got all my cards. Luckily, I still have my pre-release cards on my deck here desk here. But like the sagas, I find to be a perfect example of it. Um. So not even because like, you know, they're, uh, you know, talking about old tales or anything, but you know, on one side you have a saga. We're used to sagas. We've done that, but now you have flip sagas. So you're taking something that's air quotes old, which sagas aren't that old for us old times. No, for... sagas are extremely new. Yeah, but the... they've been they're they're used a lot. But like, but then you have something different on on you know the the other side with it the reconfigure equipment you have that sort of you know new take on um equipment you know where it's where it's kind of this this merge between um bestow and um equipment you know like those are the things that i'm really seeing with it and kind of the parts that jump out at me when I, when you talk about the the duality of the old versus new. Also, I'm gonna do a start singing Shiryama right now, but that's 
Fair enough, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just talking from like a just like looking at the set standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like very little of the stuff of the stuff to me looks like old school coming out. A lot of the green cards do, to be fair. But that's not surprising because green is all about like the nature and all that yeah. fun shit. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, it doesn't help yeah. that most of the cards I've been pl- I've been playing have been like red and black and blue, <laughs> which are like the colors that care about artifacts and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's just what know. I've been looking at a lot of what it comes yeah. down to. I mean, when I look at it, even and stuff like that, it's you know I. You can see it, uh, where it has a traditional feel to it, but then it has this cyberpunk aesthetic to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just, in my opinion, it feels like a lot of it is more cyberpunky than traditional. Yeah. But I mean, that's the new, new, new and cool thing too. So, yeah, which I'm okay I mean, with. this is also not a complaint. Also, I do yeah. like. I once again, I like the set as a whole. I like the aesthetics of the set as a whole. I like cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. yeah, too. That I'm, uh, like, I think, uh, honestly, as ridiculous as it is, the card that, like, sold me on the look, look of the set uh, mm. was that, I gotta find it now, here, I have it in my stack. Yeah, the um, uh, um, Okiba Reckoner Raid saga with the the Nizumi and the, the, like, cyberpunk biker jacket. Oh, yeah, the, the thing that I linked to you. Yeah. I was like, this is the most Shadowrun thing ever. Yeah, and it I'm like, yes, it is, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Once again, not a complaint. Just yeah, exactly. The reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know, they they've got a lot of a lot of good hits on it, but you know, when you said that this, they did the thing they said they would never do, I was kind of like trying to figure out what exactly you were talking about because one of the things they said they would also never do is, um, uh, like futuristic stuff because. Uh, I know back in the past, like Mario was saying, it's like, yeah, like Mirrodin is, a, is as far as we're going to go. You know, we're not going to do, you know, that tech stuff. You know, we're not going to do, you know, this kind of thing. I think he said one time about something about like, yeah, doing a cyberpunk set would be hard because it's like, we don't want to go that far in the future. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of the things it's like, yeah, we don't want to have like mechs and stuff, which is mechs, you know. About the only thing it has that they said they aren't going to do is guns. See, like that's the I've never I don't re- I've never really like heard anyone say oh we'll never do futuristic. I've only heard we'll never do guns because no, I've heard him say really... that before. I've I've heard him well, talk about that. I, I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm yeah. just saying I've never heard that. I have I distinctly remember reading a thing Lamaro said we won't do guns. Yep, I remember because like saying that too. Futuristic can still be fantasy, right? Like exactly. There's very, yeah, there's very little difference between like cyberpunk and you know fantasy D D except lot, yeah. you know cyber, cyberpunk has guns yeah in some ways that's pretty close yeah but yeah you know, there, there's some stuff that's different but yeah it's mostly just there's, there's a lot of aesthetic and you can make it work in a magic way if that makes yeah. sense you know like you, like they did can. you know but yeah. i don't know <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah i figure so for those who obviously have not heard this yet I figure for this set, we're not really going to do our standard set review, if that isn't obvious. Yeah. Uh, I figure we can just kind of, like, hit up certain points that are relevant. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like your I'm curious as to your opinions on the new cycle of Dragon Spirits, curious on your opinions on the like new like basically I'm curious the things that previously existed that have now been changed. How what your mm-hmm. opinion is on the changes and stuff like that. So Yeah. I mean you know, and I'm I'm not one who was jerking off over Kamigawa before. Like I think I bought a pack of Kamigawa back in the day and was like, Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. Like that that actually is one of the spots where I kind of like started like I was kinda of getting back into magic around that time and then Kamigawa and I was like, Man, I just don't like this. <laughs> but so once yeah. again, like completely shocking. I know, right? <laughs> I mean that was years ago, so you know. But all right. Cool. What do we want to hit up? Well, for I suppose the easiest one, since it is the one that is blatantly staring at me in the face, because it's you know the second mm-hmm. card in the set, <laughs> is the actual reprint, uh, the new cycle of Dragon Spirits. Okay. Like the previous other ones, what is your opinion on Death Triggers? Is one actual thing I don't think I've ever asked you. I like Death Triggers. I think they're a good thing. All right. I d- I do like how, like, the death triggers on a creature that your opponent is very incentivized to kill mm-hmm. is obviously a very, like, I, I appreciate the added value. Mm-hmm. None of the ones that I've really seen seem, like, overtly insane. No, because, so I played against, uh, I think it was my third round opponent, because I went 2-2 and was doing awful. Um, but my third round opponent had the red one, I think. Alright. Trying to remember what that is. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. four mana four four flying trample. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, and then when it dies, uh you can either exile the top two cards of your library until end of your next turn you may play those cards or create three treasure tokens. And I mean I just kinda straight up beat that card. Like Because I was like if we're being honest, the exile effect is not that good. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, yeah, it's effectively drawing you two cards. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the deal, though. It is a 4-4 flying trample for four. Yes. Like, this card should be just dumb regardless. And I don't know if it was the opponent I was playing against or what, but man, like, yeah, I kind of got him. Like, I kind of got, I kind of dealt with it. Well, that's something else I've noticed is, like, you know, at one point today, Hobbs was complaining. He's like, oh, you know, I had an opponent who had, like, two mythic rares, and I just kind of lost to him, because, you know, it's like, he's like, oh, I wish I could open multiple mythic rares, because, like, he also lost someone last night who had multiple mythic rares. And, like, I don't know, none of the, like, none of the cards in this set seem overtly powerful. Mm Hmm. I mean, there's there's good cards in this set. There's good, but it's but like, like I don't. I would not, under any conditions, say that like the dragon spirits are oppressive. I don't think so either. They're like very manageable. Like, I mean, the red one was basically like it might it might as well have just been a vanilla four four flying trample for four. Yeah, you know, you it's, know, so it's like whatever. I guess it's but, like the like. Just in general, like the the black or the green one is like a four four flyer for five with death touch. That when it dies, mm-hmm. you either you know tutor up three lands out of your deck and put them in your hand, or you just make an XX where X is the number of lands you have in play. 
And like, I'm pretty sure in 99% of situations, you just make an XX because at least then you have a two for two, two for one. Yeah. Like, you know, I suppose you can if you really want to, uh, like, two drips some lands if you have something else big. But like, also, this, this set just doesn't go that big. It it doesn't. But the thing is, is if you can get big, you're doing good. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, the only reason I won any games out of the Friday pre-release was um, I just played big dumb creatures, and my opponents happened to not have removal. Yeah, and it was it was just bigger than anything that they could do. Mm-hmm. But like, like, I don't know. Like, it just in general, this set does not seem like there's anything that's just like, oh shit, you can't ever no. beat that. No, and like most of the stuff just feels good. Like even you know like. Uh, I had uh, Kaido Shinzuki in my in my pool, the Planeswalker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The um, uh, one blue black, uh, three loyalty at the be- and so he has an ability of at the beginning of your end step, if if he entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out, so he gets one turn of protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one draw a card, then discard a card unless you attack this turn. Minus two, create a one-one blue ninja creature token with this creature can't be blocked. And minus seven, you get an emblem with when uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a blue or black creature card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. Um, I didn't, I never got that off, but like, and he's good, mm-hmm. but he's not insane. No, and that's like, kind of like yeah. where I'm at for all the planeswalkers, like uh. The Wanderer is good because she's basically a combat trick. Yeah, pretty close, right? <laughs> but, like, you know, none of the Planeswalkers seem impressive. None of the dragons seem impressive. Like, in general, like I said, there just aren't that many big creatures. Like, the, the four mana exile target creature with power four or greater. Mm-hmm. That card just doesn't hit much. No, it really doesn't because I had that the Saga that does the same thing. Mm hmm. Uh, what's it called here? Is it the Fall one? of Condo? Yeah, the Fall of Lord. Con- yeah, the Fall of Lord Condo. Um, and that one was like, like I used it a few times, but it's like, yeah, that exile target creature and opponent controls with mana value four or greater was like not the easiest thing to hit all the time. No, like you know, obviously, and at least mana value four or greater is a lot easier than power four or greater. Oh yeah, because like even the cards that are like expensive, you know, like oh, there's a lot of four drops that just don't have four power mm-hmm. yeah right yeah like yeah. there's just a lot of small stuff kicking around not doing much mm-hmm. yeah there really was but like the funny thing is um like because i played so i actually built two decks <laughs> during mm-hmm. mine and played both of them and i never played a third game uh the whole time i was there i either I either lost ga- both games or won both games um so like uh, so the first one was a blue-black one where I played Kaido and stuff like that. But uh, one of the rares I got in that was that uh, uh, was that Muk- Mukotai Soul Ripper or something like that. It's a vehicle. Yep. Yeah, the one in a black 4-3 four, four, vehicle. Uh, crew 2, when it attacks, you may sacrifice another artifact or creature. Uh, if you do, put a plus and plus some counter on it, and it gains menace until end of turn. And that card won me games. Because I kind of had some like junky artifacts, or I just sacrificed artifacts. That with like Searchlight Companion, the uh, three mana one one artifact creature with flying that creates a one one spirit. Like yep. that card was that card was good everywhere. Yeah, that card is just good. Period. Yeah, that card was really good. 
Um, I'm pretty sure, because I played Rust Round 1, and I think he cast that card against me like three times. The same one. Mm. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> but just with Ninjutsu and everything, stuff like that. Yeah, but, I had a yeah. I had a point where an opponent, they just made like some big dumb idiot that could like kill me, and I just like, I played that, and I chump blocked, and I returned it by hand with a ninja, and I played it again, and I chump blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Geet reeked. Like just little little incremental value. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah, and I think having those creatures for the ninja to enabling was good, obviously. But yeah, like um, but yeah. Then my other deck was the uh, I played green white, and uh, it was I don't know that deck was interesting. I guess uh, the it did a little work for me, but like I think the card's good. Obviously, because it's a mythic, but um, I had the Kodama of the world of the West Tree. Okay. Yeah, two and a green, three three legendary creature spirit with reach. Uh, modified creatures you control have trample, so if they're mm -hmm. equipped, have auras uh, or have counters on them, and that was the one that mattered most of the time. And then, uh, when a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a basic land, put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle. Uh, I got that out on turn three, and then put a counter on it on turn four, one game. And I just got so far ahead of my opponent, it was just dumb. Like, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, Hobbs, Hobbs had a, was complaining where he had an opponent who had that, as well as an enchantment that whenever I land into the battlefield, you put a plus one, plus one counter on the creature. Oh, dope. <laughs> and, like, so his opponent just spiraled out of control, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, that card was awesome. Uh, I really, I really liked it. There was some dumb stuff, uh, you know, I was able to do with it. Nothing too crazy, but you know, just like um, I was running. I, I I wish I would have been able to. I, I wish I would have played more games with that deck because I actually did like that deck better. Um, mm. But there was just like you know sagas with plus one plus one counters and like channel abilities with plus one plus one counters and like there's just a lot happening that worked for that and it was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Obviously, a mythic should be good, but I I liked that card quite a bit. So. Continuing on my topic of changing, yep. how much experience did you have against the ninjutsu? Like, how much did I play against it? Yeah, with it or against it. Um, one of my decks. On one of my decks played ninjutsu, um, the blue-black one. Um, and then I played a uh, played a couple decks. I think, I think the decks I lost to had ninjutsu. I'm trying to remember yeah. now. I know Rust did, so I got and he ninjutsu the shit out of me. <laughs> at least from my experience playing it i feel i don't i feel i didn't i've obviously never played actual kamigawa like the original yeah. but my experience with ninjutsu comes from the modern horizons where it was very very well supported mm -hmm. and it was very powerful and by because of that i feel in general to me it feels like the ninja stuff is just a lot weaker in this set and i've like I feel like I don't know how strong it was in original Kamigawa, so yeah. I don't know how it compares to that. And and as a result, I feel like it's very unfair to compare it to a modern Horizon set, where it's obviously going to be bonkers. Yeah, but like in general, it just seems like it's like fine. Yeah, like so the vast majority of the time, I played my ninjas straight up as normal creatures. I I don't think I ever ninjutsued out the Manowar. I always just cast it for four. The Manowar? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Like that card think... is just yeah. It's just a man of war. <laughs> the only thing I ever ninjutsued out consistently is I never once hard cast the five five for six. I don't know. Like if I, I, I that one. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a common, okay. and I legitimately think that's one of the best ones in ninjutsu out because it's one of the ones that can still attack. Yeah. Like, all the other ones are just kind of like, well, once it's in play, that's kind of all it is, right? Yeah, they're just, like, one. So, um, the only th the only time that I really had it, like, where I was nin ninjutsuing, like, a boss, mm -hmm. um, was, so, in one of my pools, I had the Thousand Face Shadow. Uh, so that's a 1-1 one, one ninja, human ninja for one blue uh, ninjutsu's for two blue blue has flying and then when it enters uh, the battlefield from your hand if it's attacking create a token that's a copy of another uh, target attacking creature the token enters the battlefield tapped and attacking so I had um, that saga that flips to the power with cards in your hand oh um, and so I <laughs> I had that and then I had the moon circuit hackers the ones that let you uh uh, when you hit, you draw a card, unless it, unless right. it entered the battlefield that turn, or yep. uh, you draw a card and then discard a card unless it entered the battlefield that turn. Yep. Um, then you don't have to discard. But uh, so I had those two going, and there were it was like a three turn cycle because my opponent was able to kind of like jump block stuff and everything like that, where it was like I attacked with the moon circuit hacker, put in the the thousand face shadow, copied the five five blast of stuff next turn attack with the shadow and the and my big ass creatures he's got to deal with those ninjutsu and the moon circuit hacker draw a card next turn do the same thing again like just cycle them like that and that was dirty <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah that maybe mine's just like from my little general experience but like you know like i had the moon moon circuit hacker out it's like i hit one so like sweet i drew a card and i just kind of sat there yeah and i just couldn't do much like i don't know I mean, it doesn't help that, like, in general, my pools just did not have removal. Yeah, I didn't have a ton either. I had, like, um, I had, like, a couple black cards that it was, like, one of them did, like, the minus two, minus two. Um, yeah. And then, like, minus for creatures. I had the life, the life of Toshiro Umazawa, uh, which gives the target, which gets, eh, gives a creature minus one, minus one, uh, that's one of its saga things. Or actually, that's mm. the only saga thing it does that. It twice. literally does the Umazawa's yep. things. So. Yep. So you can like knock out a couple creatures, which is nice. Um, Gravelighter was really awkward. Um, that's that was a the tuna black two two flyer spirit that um uh, when it enters the battlefield you draw a card if a creature died this turn otherwise each player sacrifices a creature, and like yeah. I was never in a good position to like benefit from sacking creatures like to benefit from that that second effect and that's usually the effect i want wanted and yes, i was never same. really in a position to where i could like draw a card if i wanted that yeah i've i've multiple times i played that and i'm just i'm like oh this could be really good with ninja stuff right because you enter yeah, battlefield right. and draw a card and blah blah and, you're, and like every it's like i'm just gonna play this as uh as a uh i forgot the name of it <laughs> the zombie one all I can think of is Merciless Executioner, Fleshbag Marauder. There we go. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to play this as a Fleshbag Marauder, aren't I? And I mm -hmm. don't think it's going to be that good for me. <laughs> no, it was never as good. As, it was never like, even though it's just like better than Fleshbag Marauder, it was just never that good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
It's it was weird. Yeah, like at no point did I have I I have not opened any twisted embraces at all, which is like the other black removal spell. You know, I that's the four mana enchantment aura. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, multiple like in two different pools, I had two lethal exploits, but I had no real way of making of getting like more than neg two neg two. So I just kind of had to hope that was good enough. I mean, here's the deal: like I'd play, I play that straight up as is. Oh, I would too, but it was just you know, Felt if bad. I wasn't already playing, if my creatures were smaller, it wasn't doing terribly much. Yeah, like it does help that in general the creatures in the set are just smaller. I- but I feel like Neg 2, Neg 2 just, like, kills a ton of stuff. It does. Mm-hmm. But usually the stuff it kills is stuff that, like, I didn't really have an issue with. Yeah. At least from my experiences. Like, it was still good. It just was never, like, amazing. Like, if my opponent ever played, like, the Tanuki, I was just dead. Because <laughs> I could never deal with the Tanuki. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like... And, uh, so, like, randomly... Um... Like the card that like did better than I thought it would was the that uh the strictly better um Alter's Reap uh Reckoner's Bargain. Mm-hmm. The one in a black instant sacrifice a creature enchantment, you gain life equal to the sacrifice permits mana value, draw two cards. That card was mm. like great. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, like I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like it was just one of the, like, it just gave you so much value for sacrificing a creature where you just never felt bad. Like, I had a dig me, like, just do work for me a few times. Hmm. Uh, I only had, like, one ever and I didn't play it because I'm like, why would I do this? I just want to try and ninja out people. Yeah, like, in in mine it was, I don't know, I liked having it and everything because there were a couple times where it's like I'd block with something and then like cast that on it and gain some life or whatever. I had, you know, get a creature pacifism or something like that. You sacrifice it and gain life and draw cards. And it was just, I don't know. And then it just, re- you know, refilled your hand. And I liked that. So mm-hmm. it was, it was pretty decent in my opinion. Like, I don't think it's like a bomb card. Like you just slam it no matter what, but I think it was, I think it was just solid for me. Fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> Alright, next question. Okay. Samurai. Samurai. Whenever a samurai or warrior creature you control attacks alone, do something. (laughs) What's your opinion on that mechanic? I like it. I like the mechanic. It's... It's exalted, but different. It seemed weak to me. I mean, I agree. I like the mechanic, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I like... I like... Oh, I'm similar to you. Like, I like the mechanic, but it's like... The, you're, almost all the time, your creatures just aren't that big. No, they aren't. And almost none of these things buffed anything. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, you get to cast an enchantment out of the graveyard this turn. You get to cast an artifact out of your graveyard this turn. Mm-hmm. It's like one of like the un or the common the two one for two that one gave them plus one plus one which is obviously gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's gas as hell. But like all the other ones are just like I don't I just don't think I want to suicide like my guy in there. Mm-hmm. It's like I just don't have a good attack and it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I think like, you have to be playing like you have to like really get the right deck to where you can be like, okay, I got combat tricks, I got things like this, you know. We're gonna make this work in some way, but yeah, like 
it didn't it didn't help that it like it shared a color with the you know if you have modified creatures like that mechanic uh a modified creatures matter mm-hmm. is just awesome yeah like i really enjoy that one actually mm-hmm. like the the goro goro disciple of ryu say the rare that if you attack the modified creature you can pay five and get a f- flying five five dragon <laughs> obviously that's bat shit like that i mean yeah that, that is dumb <laughs> i'm just gonna say <laughs> but like just in general like the i really enjoy the modified creatures matter deck mm-hmm. i do i really like I don't know how well I'll say besides I really enjoy it. I just keep wanting to repeat myself apparently because yeah. I don't know how to talk anymore. Yeah, but like, I mean, that plays right into the attacking alone thing though. Because like, you just Voltron one creature and just, you know, get yeah. bonuses from your samurais when they attack alone. Yeah, definitely can. Like, they do play well together. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I I had the the five mana four three haste that you know whenever a warrior's thing whatever attacks alone it gets plus one plus oh for each warrior and samurai you control and i just didn't play it i was like i don't know i just want to i just don't want to cast five drops i just yeah. want to kill my opponent right. with my two drops and go about my merry day so yeah. I, I, I like that's definitely one of those things where the more cards you have with that pipeline the better it's going to be mm-hmm. which just makes it awkward for limited right Sealed yeah. specifically, you can draft mm-hmm. around it better, obviously. Yeah. Which was like that was also one kind of issue I found where they play well together, but they don't play amazing together. Where in blue black, there's both artifacts matter and ninjas shenanigans going on, mm-hmm. and there's some overlap, but not a lot. Oh really? I found a lot of overlap. I mean, maybe it was just my pools were weird, but, like, I know when I did build the blue-black ninjas deck I did build on night two, like, I did have a lot, like, those are the two things that I combined, and the deck ended up being fine, but it was, it was very much, like, it was a blue-black artifacts deck that just so happened to play a couple ninjas, as opposed to... Okay, fair enough, yeah. As opposed to like they're just working well together. I basically just played the Mana Wars, and there's, the, there's just the so many, so many of the like of the like blue and black cards that are just like oh it's like oh that's a you know artifact kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, a lot of them just happen to be artifacts. Yeah, like Which even then, really... even then it's like all right. So do you want to focus on the vehicles or do you want to focus on other things? Yeah, and like obviously the vehicles are going to play better with the artifacts matter than mm-hmm. with ninjas because with if vehicles are just awkward with ninjas yeah because you have to like tap two creatures you know and all that stuff effectively and weird shit but uh, yeah. i feel like it would be it would be much more interesting to draft than to uh play sealed i feel maybe yeah probably i mean it's, but uh, yeah it's it there's just a lot of like lanes that you need just a little more than you get from sealed yeah exactly and like yeah you'll have those people who just have like the bomb pools that do bomb pooly things but... i mean that's just how pre-releases work sometimes yeah but like in most situations like you yeah. can't you can't expect your deck to just have super awesome synergies that's just not how yeah. it's gonna work so <laughs> which is unfortunate yeah i mean it, but like that's as i said that's just kind of is what it is i don't know but I think overall they kind of hit hit the stuff that's was 
was needed. So, hmm. actually, one of the things I kind of found cool about this set too is is that um, I feel like they really flexed the art in this set. What do you like, mean? It, it, there's a lot of cards in here that don't look like traditional magic art. Uh, like the ones that are actually like in the main set, or like yeah, the in the main art? set. There, like, there's some that have like, like they just don't like uh, you know, it, maybe it's not a fair comparison, but like the backsides of some of the sagas and everything, you know, are still kind of using that different style. Um, obviously the sagas have a different style, but like you know, uh, there's just a few like a few cards in here that I've seen that have kind of uh different effect to them you know they, they don't look like magic cards right away like uh i'm just i'm scrolling through the set right now uh, uh the Re only regent's one? authority is one that doesn't have that like magic look to it um ah, sky, that, sky, that's sky bliss samurai common. looks like a card from ice age um <laughs> i'm not wrong eh. I mean, to me, it just looks like Kamigawa, and I. I mean, it like, does, but like, like to me, the, Kamigawa the style looks of like art a magic looks set. like an like the way they did some of those Ice Age uh, art like card art and everything. Like, there's just a few like it has that sort of like different tone style to it. Like, you know, I expect it to like the. You know, even though a lot of it's like cyberpunk and stuff like that, that lo it looks like magic art, if that makes sense. You yeah. know. The uh, the only card for me that like sticks out is this doesn't really look like a magic arts to me is Kato, because like I, even just his natural like this is the art on his card it just does not look like a magic card to me. Really? Yeah, he's that's he's literally the only one. That one that one looks completely normal to me for like magic art. What was, mm -hmm. some, what was the other one that I was like looking at that was uh. That I kind of looked at, and I was like, "Oh, that looks," and it's not like they they look super weird. It's just like the way the art is done. It it looks older, or it looks um, it just has a different tone. Uh, Generous visitor is another one that I found. Like the backgrounds are different. Like the, the backgrounds are handled differently than they normally do. Like the color choices are different. Like the way, the way things are drawn, like you get what I'm saying at all? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like it just I looks, get, I, it looks different. You don't see cards like that very frequently anymore. Like I get what you're saying, but for me, it's just like, I don't know. It looks like a Kamigawa card. <laughs> uh, I try not to look at Kamigawa cards. So maybe that's apparently, I don't know. Or like uh return to action. That one I will agree with you. That one <laughs> does not look like magic art. No. That's that's one that I caught like I had one like I opened like one out of my prize packs and I just kinda stared at it. That does not look like a magic card. No. Like, you know, there's some, there's some variation, but like the, those are the, like I feel like they're 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 flexing out a little bit, like you know, like the secret layer kind of things, you know, mm. like that like that looks like it's not quite there, but like secret layer art. That's fair. I suppose Aki, Aki War Paint probably falls under that category. Then they're the same artist. That might be the same artist. Yeah, Aki War Paint. Yeah, that doesn't look like yeah, that a is traditional the same magic card, you know. 
What other art has Jeremy Wilson done? <laughs> he did Unquenchable Thirst, the core ally from Battle for Zendikar, and the storybook frame Emberth Shieldbreaker. <laughs> and also then a uh, revival experiment. <laughs> I would say, and then some uh, commander card that I've never seen before in my yeah. life. So, but as far as I'm concerned, doesn't actually exist. I actually <laughs> really like the revival experiment art. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm not complaining about the art. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, we were just talking the other day about like uh, how kind of cool it is that like Pokemon when they do art, like they have just it's all over the place, man. Oh yeah. Like, like I'm surprised I haven't seen a crayon drawing on there yet. Like, here's Pukumuku. It was literally knitted. Yeah, right? And they took a picture of the knitted Pukumuku. Yeah, it's just like, alright. You know. And, like, I think magic does need consistency in its art to create a feel. But, like, it's nice seeing those little things slipped in there and stuff. Like, you know, previously it was only, like, the, you know, you'd see the Seb McKinnon piece that was creepy as hell or something like that that would kind of get your... Um, yeah like honestly that's probably clawing, clawing torment i just came across here like that card like you know like that's probably why seb sticks out as being like such a good artist is because like all the other artists like they're really good but they're very similar mm-hmm. and yeah. seb is just so unique in what he does yep that... but, yeah it's and, that, and that's the thing that that clawing torment one too kind of has that same feel and like like those ones just jump out because of how different they are so like i think it's good to have some of those cards in the set but like i think you do need that consistency uh, of cards. Yeah. Oh, lethal exploit kind of is one too actually i suppose now that i look at it <laughs> you're making me do many so many control f's i know <laughs> just making you a control f like crazy just oh yeah that card yeah I'm not but, sure what's supposed to be going on in that art. I, I have it in foil, so I, I was I was looking at it today. So that, that, got, that might be a cool foil. It's fine. Is it oh, okay? It's not as good as you would hope. Oh, okay, that's unfortunate. But, but it's not bad. It's probably a good way of putting it. So fair enough. Yeah, I got um, the one that I actually kind of really like that I got in foil uh, was the uh, the modern age. At the front side of that saga, I think that oh looks, the blue that's the blue cool. card because it's got that like you know, <laughs> uh, crazy like you know, uh the holographic diagram yeah. basically yeah exactly so but. yeah what was the other thing I wanted to ask you about I don't remember what it was now oh no it's clear it's very important. I had like a few different things I wanted to be like, oh, this. I'm curious to your opinion on this. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> uh, it was like a specific card. Oh, okay. Oh, but actually, you didn't play red, so you wouldn't know. Well, ask me about it. Experimental synthesizer. I gotta look at this now. Single red artifact. Okay. When an experimental synthesizer enters or leaves the battlefield, exile the top card of your library until end of turn. You may play that card. Two and a red, sack it. Create a 2 2 white samurai creature token with vigilance. Activate only as a sorcery. Hmm. Should they, what's your opinion on that card? Hmm. I will say, if your curve is not stupidly low, mm-hmm. 
boy howdy, it's really hard to get value off of that uh, three in a sack activation. <laughs> right. Uh, I played this card three times, and I had one opponent play it once. Mm-hmm. Two of my three times, I hit a land, which is exactly what I was trying to do. <laughs> my opponent hit a land the one time he played it, which is what he probably wanted to do. And one time, I exiled a three drop when I only had two extra lands in play, so felt slightly unfortunate. But Yeah. Like, hmm... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that I know you would say. All right. Like I really f- like I like the card, but I feel like if the activation was one cheaper, it'd be like way more playable. <laughs> oh yeah, like I don't think this card is like great by any means. Oh no, like the main reason I played it was because like it was an artifact. Yeah. And I had cards that cared about that. And, like those synergies work and stuff too. Like I, you know I could you know. Throwing throwing this out and then um, you know using it for fuel for something is not out of the realm of possibility. No, like uh, I had that. Um, uh, it was like it was that blue one cost blue artifact, um, uh, but it had the channel ability. You could like here we are, moon snare prototype. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, it was one blue for an artifact, and you could tap it, and an untapped artifact you could, or artifact or creature you control to add um, a colorless to your mana. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you could channel for four and a blue to uh, target online permanent on the top or bottom, or uh, tar- the owner of target online permanent puts it on the top or bottom of their library. Most of the time I saved it for that effect. But but one time I did play it straight up because I, I needed to like do like hopefully get some extra mana early on in the game. And then later on it just was fuel for my um uh, my scrap thing, what that vehicle I had that could sacrifice artifacts or creatures. Right. So like there's enough uses for artifacts like just random artifacts in the um in the set, I think, that like something like this experimental synthesizer, like you could play it and get a little bit of value and then sacrifice it and get a little bit of value and not feel awful. Yeah, but like I kept, I kept wanting to play that card, but I just could yeah. never justify it. Like like what one? It just the oh, experimental the, synthesizer. Yeah. It just never felt like it did like quite enough. Like, I would agree with you. Like that's where I would land on it, but like I could see like in the like if you had a deck with a like um as I said like that scrap thing or um, there's that like red card that you can sacrifice uh, artifacts to give it like plus two plus one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you had a couple of those or something, like maybe you could do that then and just yeah go off or whatever. I guess not really go off, but like as I say, get that incremental value. One other card or two more okay. cards I want to talk about because right, these please. were actually topics that came up today while talking to some friends about stuff. Okay. Um. Uh, we'll do the red ones since I'm already there. March of Reckless Joy. One, uh, red and X instant. Instant as additional cost to cast a spell, you may exile any number of red cards from your hand. The spell costs two less to cast for each red card exile this way. Uh, exile the top X cards of your library. You may play up to two of those cards until the end of your next turn. What is your opinion on this card? 
I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I did have an opponent play it against me, though. Did it do anything? Uh, he paid two, exiled one red card from his hand, uh, exiled three, and then proceeded to do nothing with them, because he, j- he, uh, he literally just main-phased this. All right. Like, and that was it. Like, it did nothing. Well, he still has the next turn to play them, though. It was lit- like he literally played it as exile three card, exile four cards, and just he never none of the did cards were anything relevant. with it. No. All right. I'm not sure if they were relevant or he just didn't know what he was doing. All right. Yeah, because like I I was talking to Hobbs about this card, and he's like, "Well, there's that." Uh, I don't remember what it was called. But then, like, the last set, it's, like, one in a red sorcery, exile the top cards of your library until the end of your next turn, you may play them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that card is good. Mm-hmm. Like, actively good. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, it's just, like, just a better version of that card. And I'm like, well, no, because it's only exiles one card. He's like, doesn't it, can't you, like, play up to three or whatever? I'm like, no. It's it's only two cards. And just because it's an instant, so you play it on your opponent's turn, and you have one turn to do it. Like, I don't know, how many cards do you want to exile trying to find two relevant ones? Right, and it, it didn't help that like my deck just didn't have a lot of raw power in it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> exiling like you know four cards to find like two mediocre cards just didn't seem worth it when I could just play a card that actually did something. Yeah, like so. I feel like if you had the right deck, this could be like something you want in there just to filter through. Yeah, but like I feel like you really have to have the right deck. Like yeah. you have to have something you're looking for, or some something you want to assemble. But yeah, like I don't know. Uh, I also the, I've only had this one, and then I had the blue one where X target creatures phase out, which just I used it to alpha strike through my opponent to win the game. I had that in my pool. I didn't even play it. Really? Yep. Man, if you if your goal is just to murder your opponent, I pr- it does a pretty good job of just murdering your opponent. I don't think I would have been able to do that with my deck. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Sorry. Um, on the t- on the t- top of, like, these March cards, mm-hmm. I feel like, in general, you probably shouldn't be exiling cards out of your hands for any of their effects. It really... De- I don't know. I think it depends. Like, as I said, I could see doing it, but I think the general rule I would agree with. It's like, no, you probably don't want to start that way. Yeah, just pay X, and, like, if paying X alone isn't good enough with your X cost spell, if you have to, like, exile cards to try and get some relevant effect, yeah, it's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, maybe March of Wretched Sorrow, the removal spell, makes sense, because then you could, like, kill something for cheaper and blah blah blah, but just in general, it does not seem... It doesn't seem worth it to be, like, going down in cards just to, you know, draw two cards and stuff, but... Like, yeah, I don't know. March of Wretched Sorrow, yeah, I'd, I'd pitch whatever I need to, to kill if, something if I had to. Yeah. Same for the white one, I suppose. The white one's also a removal spell, but... but yeah, the removal yeah. spells, it's like, that just is, you know, if you need it, you need it. And yeah, it's just like... You it's just do like whatever sa- you have to. You sacrifice a creature to play Bone Splinters, right? You just do mm-hmm. what you need to do. Yep, exactly. Alright, but on the topic of black cards... Okay. Russ is of the opinion that there's a card in black that might be worthy of 10 out of 10 okay. status. I mean, it's, this is coming from Russ, so I would just assume he's generally wrong. 
right. It's you are already dead. You are already dead. Yep. Alright, I don't know if I've even seen this. Single black instant. Destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. Draw a card. He thinks that the flavor Uh and the art and the functionality things... He thinks this card might be worthy of 10 out of 10 status. He went What's really your... quiet. That's because I pulled my mic away from my mouth. Because I wanted to stick a piece of cotton in my ear. <laughs> you still okay. there? Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just befuddled. Um, okay. Uh, I'm okay with this card. I don't love it. I... That's... So let me let me so let me just stop here. So, uh, one so a black instant destroy her creature dealt demonstrate draw card. Love that effect. I think that is an awesome common. Yep. I don't Perfectly. like the name and I don't like the art. <laughs> Perfectly serviceable. Yep. So my problem with this card comes from basically the meme that this is representing, mm-hmm. right? This is a thing in samurai movies, in samurai animes, and samurai anything, Uh where someone does something, and, like, the super badass just standing there, and he's like, you're already... Like, the guy's, like, blustering, he's like, ha, you know, blah, 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 and he's like, you're already dead, and then he, like, sheathes his sword, and the guy, like, falls in half, right? Yeah. This is where this card doesn't work for me. Yeah. Any creature that gets dealt damage in combat that didn't already die, the creature it was in combat with is dead. Yes, that is usually accurate unless you're bouncing one threes off each other, which I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that's worth putting this card in your deck for. There's like two instances of first strike in this format. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. All right. And the nice thing about you are already dead Mm -hmm. is it's card neutral. You trade two cards for two cards. Yep. Right? So, like, it's good in that regard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I like this as a card. Yeah. But as a as the meme it's trying to represent... No. There's, there's no, Psh, you're already dead. Fall over yeah. dead. It's like, it's like, the guy who says that is on the ground with his, like, ribs caved in, pouring blood out of his mouth. He's like... It's like... Your your attempts at being a badass don't really work when your bowels are coming out your sphincter. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, Uh, I'm sorry, Russ. This card is not 10 out of 10 material. No. I do like it, but... I I do like the effect, but like... I like the effect. Effect is really good for limited. Mm -hmm. Does, like, it doesn't work flavorfully. And... Honestly, let's be real. Flavor matters a lot out of, in the ten out of ten status. Uh, oh yeah, I mean we've we've gone there just because it's, um, you know, like Fla- I flavor care... has carried a card more than almost anything. Oh yeah, I care way more about flavor than power. Yeah, you know, obviously, and like the effect has to matter, right? Oh yeah, you, you can't Gel- you can't have some complete yeah. nonsense. Gelatinous cube would not be a ten out of ten just on flavor alone. It's also because its effect does exactly what it should. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if there's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, what is, I'm trying to think. think Part of what, me that's what, biased what... wants to go Goro Goro. 
<laughs> what? Goro Goro, disciple of Ryusei. Oh, Goblin Samurai. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, summons a dragon. It's oh so awesome. It, that's the card that brings me the most joy in the set. <laughs> that card brings you joy. Insert that it, meme here. All right. It, it does. Yeah, also, I just, I just love Aki naming conventions. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's fun to say Kamigawa Goblin names. I I now know too, so okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think about the cards that I've seen that I've been like, man, that is just a flavor freaking home run. But like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of cards I like. There's a lot of art that I think is really good. Um, the, I really like I, uh, Colossus, like the, Colossal Sky Turtle. <laughs> Colossal Sky Turtle. I like how uh, colorful the art is in this set. Oh, so, so you can't see it on um, Scryfall, unfortunately, but I love all the tokens in the set for how colorful they are. Yeah, I have I have a few here, you know. Like from, the, the from tokens the just stuff. pop. They look, yeah, they really do. Like they they did a good job with that, and like you know, like the like, and this is me saying something. Like the samurai one, the white samurai one, mm-hmm. just just jumps. So many colors, and the, tre- yeah, the treasure, the treasure token too, and everything. Yeah, they just look good. I like how the treasure is. Act- it looks like the treasure is meant to be a callback to that which was taken, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Assuming you even know what that. I, mean, is. I am not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh yeah, totally. I know, well, I know all this, well, all this see, magic stuff. In the original Kamigawa lore, that which was taken was stolen from Okagachi, the leader of the Kami, by Lord Kondo. I mean, it's in the name, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. That's why it was called that. I Yeah, I figured, but... It's the thing that made Kondo indestructible is what it comes down to, so... Yeah. And it's just this glowing sphere, so that's the treasure just reminds me of that, so... Fair enough. Yeah. Whether it's intentional or not, I have no idea. But mm-hmm. I might give ten out of ten to the Mech Titan core, just because you literally Voltron something up, which is kind of dope. But <laughs> and and you get that, yeah. I don't know if it's that's actually as deserving of ten out of ten. Yeah, it's just cool. I mean, my ten out of ten should be some like super basic ass effect <laughs> with good art. <laughs> mech hanger. Mech hanger. Actually, I do really like Roadside Reliquary. I think that's a uh, a good like. I I like that card. I shouldn't say it's mm-hmm. a good card. I I like the de- I like that card. and I like its design. But yeah. It's just it's one of those nice ones that they put in there and everything. But yeah, just yeah, looks like, nice. Does does cool stuff. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything uh, that I'm just like, man, this jumps out at me. I mean, I like that the uh, uh, Okiba Reckoner Raid or whatever it is, the one, the the rat one. But I just like the art on that one. I think the effects are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the backside effect is really good for the uh for the card it's representing, I guess, or for what it's trying to represent. But yeah, I do think that's fine. The front side is just dumb, and I don't even care about it. Like, I do have one other complaint about the set, actually. Okay. The Japanese art lands. Yep. Uh, I don't like how one of the islands looks like a forest, and I don't like how one of the swamps looks like a mountain. 
Oh, I think I have that swamp. Yeah, the red, it's, the red swamp. I can't help it. I know that that is a swamp, but I look at it and I immediately think it's a mountain. Yeah, it's a big red thing right in the middle, yeah. which is which is unfortunate because it's good art, but yeah, yeah. I I like these arts. <laughs> And that's surprising for me. Um, that is very surprising. I like. I, I should say, like the the plains ones are finish. The mountain ones are finish. Uh, the island ones are are good. The forest ones are good. The swamp ones are awesome. But yeah. I agree with you. With the the redness of it, makes it a little confusing. Yeah, I would like. I really like the first plains. I really like the second island. I really like the first swamp. I really like the first mountain. Yep. I'm kind of whichever on the forests. Both yeah. forests are. I, li- I, I like the forests. I think they're kind of. Yeah. I, I like the the chaos of them. Yeah, like they're both just equally good. Like neither one is bad. So like none of them sticks out. I was like, man, that was like really really awesome to me, right? But mm-hmm. it's like I like the art on like all of the other ones too. Like I like the art of that swamp. I like the art on the island that doesn't mm-hmm. look like an island. It just doesn't look like an island. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a dope ass waterfall, but it's yeah. uh, too much green going on. Mm-hmm. I like but. my islands with green on them. One of my favorite ones is the, uh, I think it's the Mirage I- Mirage Island. I mean, one of my but, my my actual draft island is literally a beach with yeah. like palm trees and shit. Is that, on the, it. is that the Mirage one? No, it's not Mirage. Or is it, it like it's? A- it looks similer to Mirage. It's like it's M12 like is set. like one of the sets it, like it, it's in, I know. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, because that's just the one that, like, there's a lot of really good lands out there, let's be honest. Oh, and yeah. That just, that just happens to be the one that was like, this one looks really good, and that's what I'm going to get. Yeah, it's M12 is the one. Okay. I think it's, uh, I think it actually originally might have been from, um,. Alara, I think it was Bant. It was the it was one of the Bant Islands. Okay. Cool. So. Well. Uh, do you have anything else you want to bring up or I shout about or? I think know. so. We hit it. I don't know. I just. I hope I hope Weebs are super into this set so I can ship a bunch of showcase cards and stuff. But yeah, I like showcase cards. <laughs> right. I like okay. showcase cards when they're playable. Is probably a better way of putting it. Like I really like how I have a vampire standard deck uh-huh. that's almost entirely showcase shenanigans. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's just cool in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, uh, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, head to thelocometa.com for links to all the fun stuff, uh, especially the Discord. Come hang out, play games, say hi, argue with us about magic cards. Uh, yeah. John, anything else? Come at me, Russ. I'll tell you why you're wrong. Sweet. You're already dead as bad. Flavor. Catch you next time. See ya.